What is happening to me? I'm burning up. It's gonna be okay. Liz. Oh, it's not. Oh, dude, it's not. Listen to me. Something is wrong. Something is wrong with me. Lizzie, I know. That's why we need to get you help. I'm dying. I'm dying. <laughs> What's happening? Oh my god. What's happening? I don't know. Oh my god. What is it? I don't know. Whoa. What the fuck? Look at what? It's bugs! Help me! Help me, darling! Help me! You know what you have to do? Welcome to the Nomcast, the Netflix original movie podcast. I am your host, Andrew Morgan. You can follow the show at Nomcast Pod on Twitter and Instagram, or you can follow me at Jokes on Drew. This week, we embrace the sinister and sometimes cheesy with the new psychotic thriller, The Perfection, which brings us into the world of classical music as one troubled former musical prodigy seeks out the new star pupil of her former school. Their encounter sends their lives into a dark path with shocking consequences that change their lives forever. The movie pairs Allison Williams from Get Out and HBO's Girls with Logan Browning from Netflix's Dear White People as the two twisted and talented cellists from the school led by their famous instructor Anton, played by veteran actor Steven Weber, whom you may remember from his roles on the hit TV shows Wings and Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. The movie is written and directed by Emmy Award winner Richard Shepard, who previously worked with our lead, Allison Williams, as a frequent director on Girls. To help me make sense of this movie and the competitive world of professional music, I brought on Justin Edwards and Richie Zepko of the legendary Connecticut ska band, Sergeant Scagnetti. After being a fixture of the late 90s ska punk scene, Sergeant Skag is back, creating new music and performing all over the area. They have a special show this Saturday, June 15th at No Worries Brewery in Hamden, Connecticut. They will not only release a new song, Cultination, but they will release a beer, the Cultination IPA, to celebrate. Every person who comes to the show will get a pint glass, one pint of the new beer, and a download card of the new song. But if you want the best pre-sale deals and packages, including t-shirts and four-packs of the beer, go to NoWorriesBeer.com and buy now before the show on Saturday. Hope you guys enjoy the episode. Please rate and review the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks so much. Give a listen. Justin, why don't you go first and introduce sure. yourself to everybody? Yes, I'm Justin, uh, trombone player for Sergeant Scagnetti. And I'm Rich, bass player for Sergeant Scagnetti, illustrator for Sergeant Scagnetti. <laughs> <laughs> Creative mastermind. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Like, uh, you know, for anyone who's, uh, you know, just listening to the podcast or coming on because you guys are fans of this, like, 
why is a ska band on a movie podcast? Because uh, I don't give a fuck. And, <laughs> but also because, uh, you know, I've been a longtime fan of you guys. And obviously Justin's new to it. And him and I have a little bit of a backstory that's kind of fun. <laughs> you guys also have, and I don't know if it's Steve's predilection or not, but you guys have a lot of like murderous imagery and kind of like an obsession with almost kind of like a lot of true crime stuff that kind of figures it out and even this new song that you guys are going to release you know starting a cult i thought was almost very apropos for this movie I, I wonder. I wonder if we get. A, I wonder if Steve gets a lot of that just from his family, like right. Yeah. So is that him? It's more like he's doing I, most know, of the songwriting on that. He does a lot of the lyrics. Murder, yeah. Murder House, the cult right? thing was like I was like I kind of was like Steve. Let's have a song. Let's start a cult, and you take it from there. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, I was like, whatever you want to sing about, let's just do that. Yeah. And, and yeah. So right. Yeah. And he he took it. Yeah, and he took it. There. He took it some places. Yes. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I like that you guys obviously unveiled that at the at the Pilfer show as well. And Memphis Scott Lee's don't want to Matthew. take mm-hmm. them out, uh, which was a great show. Congrats Thank on the great you. show, guys, as always. But the uh, you know obviously like I said, like that's a great song. It has to deal with the cult stuff, and this movie kind of has a little. It's not exactly a cult, but it's kind of like the musician, the the pretentious musician yeah. version of yeah. that. And now I'm very curious, especially you guys are musicians, uh, probably yeah. trained on various levels, either starting in high school or that. Is there someone Sixth grade one of those? Yeah. <laughs> is there someone in your life that has to get stark naked and attempt to rape you to get you to play your oh, best? Yes. Is there... I mean, actually, uh, this movie was 100 percent accurate to my experience. <laughs> uh, you know. It really resonated with me. I was like, "Oh yeah, that's." I didn't. I didn't know the the bone line to George until uh, till uh, Richie got a little freaky there that one day, and I was I was good. I could rip it, no problem. Public <laughs> knowledge. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, uh, yeah, it's 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 not. It, it, there is seriously like some seriously intense study that happens depending on how far you go, and it can yeah. get a little wild. But you look at stuff like um, this or uh, 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 what's the drummer one? Uh, uh, oh, Whiplash. Whiplash. Yeah. Like, you're gonna make a movie. You gotta dramatize it somehow. I mean, yeah. Maybe child rape was a little bit dramatic, but you know, it's a little <laughs> little over the top. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I guess there's a metaphor there or something. Well, I read a review actually because I was looking at the Metacritic score and like who submitted what for reviews, and I noticed for this particular movie there was someone who gave it a dead zero review, and the reasoning was because of that angle. Mm. They're like, okay, a this is a Miramax movie and anything that has to deal with Weinstein in right. any regard. Oh, I mean, he's wow. not there anymore. It doesn't mean anything, but, but just the look of it just looks bad. And is then fair. I know it's completely not <laughs> fair. Like knocking our band, right? <laughs> <laughs> but to think of it, if you're Miramax right. and all that happens and he hasn't worked there anymore, uh, change the fucking name. Yeah. Let, right, let's right, let's right, not right, have something right. be that right. image anymore. But she was saying basically like, that these type of scenes, this type of like motivation right. doesn't belong in the Me Too or post Me Too era. And I was like, that doesn't give it a zero. Yeah, no, like zero. people are, you know, even if that's your opinion, you can at least comment on how it's constructed and all these things. But I guess, you know, some people have a drawing line that I I, yeah. I didn't fully need. And especially these are not two women who are, you know, anti feminist or people no. like that or hate a message movie. 
this is Allison Williams who was just in Get Out, right? Who's trying to do a, a similar thing in this one? I so. mean, but you have to think that that was in their heads at the time, right? I mean, they they like they were filming that those scenes and they were putting the movie together, knowing what they knew. I mean, this was around the time that Harvey was being tried, I think, or, or being outed at least when they when yeah they made the probably movie. when this is about to be started. Yeah, so this is almost speaking to I that. think this was in their yeah. heads at the time. I, I think you know, I think in a way they were trying to. To do the like the Me Too revenge movie in a way. You That's know? what I thought. Yeah, totally. Because um, I mean, you're you're figuring, and I I saw some interviews with them to where it was kind of that vibe. Right. They were like, usually if you're considered a scream queen, it's because you've been screaming, running for your life the whole movie, right. and just trying to hang on. This one was taking control of the scenario and flipping it on its lid. Now, whether you liked how that came about uh, and how <laughs> yeah. it kind of ended there yeah. or anything is, is your own choice, right. but at least it's something that does speak to that. It, it is kind of a feminist movie. I mean, the flip side though, of course, is that even though, right, they're out there getting their revenge eventually towards the end, but, uh, it's effective. Is that there's also this message that like, oh no, but this works really well. Like if yes. you want your if you want your kid to be really good at cello, just rape him a couple times. That's that's <laughs> yeah. that's step one and two, and right. three is amazing at cello. So yeah, you know, there's a little bit of a little like, oh, that's a little cringy, you know. Yes, because again, like you said, with Whiplash, he didn't have to do that, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and what? Because that's the guy version. There doesn't need to be rape. Well, but yeah. the two instructors, he says it right out. He says uh, whatever their names are. He's like, you just like me and just like these two. And it's like, uh, Grandpa started the whole place, which makes it even. <laughs> you remember Grandpa Rapey? Yeah. Yeah, you know. <laughs> that's, a, that's exactly how you create a champion. And that's why when you guys are, are so good, I question it. I want to yeah. know what yep. happened beforehand. All the rapes. Take <laughs> <laughs> <That'd> me <laughs> to a dark place. <laughs> But now, obviously, I'm familiar with you guys' music. I'm familiar yeah. with you uh, in the past. Are you guys into this type of movie? Uh, are you into like? Because obviously, I put this upon you. So whether I uh, I did something to you for watching this movie, <laughs> whether I changed your core temperature or changed your life uh, by watching this movie, I'm sorry. Um, but are you guys into like the horror I'm thriller genre? Definitely into the horror genre. Yeah. Okay. A, a lot of like books too. Like I love my horror novels. I love my. Yeah. Ryan Keene, my Jack Ketchum, my Joe Hill, right? My that uh, I think I'm going forever. Sure, um, Ed Lee, but yeah. so yeah, like watching this, I think I was texting these guys like when I first started watching. I'm like, it's too much vomit. I can watch anything. I can watch just mem- dismemberment, all of it. Right, the vomit, just wow, that does it. So it's kind of hard. But then when it got there by the end, I'm like, this is just like my books. I can I love this movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, so yes. No. Well, it's also hor- uh, it's also the vomit mixed with the bugs. And then, yes, the exactly. bugs, the I bugs think, actually it. took it that one yeah, step, that really itchy, kinda, you yeah. know, next step. And in fact, because uh, I usually rewatch these before, you know, I watch them more than once. And once I got to some of those points, I was like, yep, I know what happens here. And yeah. it's kind of like. <laughs> I totally had to turn through. my head. I, put, I was watching my iPad and I like just made the screen like an interview yeah, yeah. right now. Just going to listen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because it is, it's a tough rewatch. It's a, it's a tough movie first watch uh, yeah. to go yeah. through, especially when you don't see it coming. Um, but one interesting thing that they do, I don't know how you guys felt about it is they, you know, play the scenario out mm. up until it goes through and then do multiple rewinds to kind of show you, how the sausage is made, essentially, how they kind of got to this point. 
Uh, did you like that effect? That, that or did, first time. That first time, it's super effective and it's really good because, like, yeah. you, you like you're saying, you don't know what kind of movie you're watching. Like, sure, right up front, they're like, "Oh, it's gonna be a little gory." They give you the the wrist slitting scene really early on, yes. right? Yeah, and you're like, "Okay, well, this could get a little gory," but then they got the bugs and all this crazy stuff going on, and, right? Um, actually. <laughs> Without trying to get into like the spoils, as as like they were getting off the the bus, I was certainly like I was thinking, oh my god, did she drug her? I was thinking because the, yeah. the, the whole thing they said an episode of the pill, sure, because uh, it's the only thing that happens between point A and point B. Right, you can't think it's just a hangover. You right. obviously have the planted seed of that guy being uh, sick, who was right. right being sick and having some kind of contagion. That, I wasn't uh, picking up on any of that. Oh no, oh, so really? I was just thinking it was infection. I I knew nothing well, about this movie when I was watching, and I just hit play. Yeah. Watch. So I was like, oh, yeah. it's an infection movie. And, okay. <laughs> right. and, yeah. But see, that's the interesting thing about this movie, too, though. It is one of those movies that you can literally just pop on, kind of be in and out, and still totally enjoy it. Uh, yeah. Just because it will catch your attention. It right. forces itself upon you. Not in that way, but <laughs> in, in the in the film conducting way. But, yeah. So, so yeah. So, and, oh, to get back to the first question, I guess, yes. I'm not a fan of horror in general. That's oh, totally okay. not my genre. Oh, I, was okay. like, I was like, oh, it says it's a horror film. <laughs> <laughs> hey, all right. It's just not my thing, uh, and that's fine. But I, obviously, there's some things that are a little, little weird about the show, but I, uh, I really enjoyed it for a lot of reasons, because I think that, like, three or four times, they do a really good job of taking you someplace and being like, surprise but it feels like it was yeah. like earned you know what i mean yes. like i thought that first rewind was really well earned when you got back then and, and it was a great payoff and you right. didn't feel like uh you know like like they were trying to make you feel like a fool sure. you know well um, especially to be like where the hell did you get that meat cleaver right uh, you, know, you at least right. want to know where that came from Speaking of which what was her plan to begin with right See, what that, was the plan? I did have right. I did have that go on in my head where it's like, okay, you got the meat cleaver. Obviously, the the to make the point, she has to probably cut off the hand. Like that hand has to right. be the end yeah. game yeah. or some version of right. that. But like, so was she gonna do it if it didn't come down to that? Did you like? Because oh, you I'm see, going back kind of, oh, further okay. than that. Oh, okay. Even before they get to the bus. She's trying to talk her into going back to the hotel room. Yeah. Like, right. She's trying to be like, she's like, oh, oh, you don't feel well. Maybe we should, maybe we shouldn't leave. So she had some kind of plan in mind. Right. But it's not until she's out there and she's like, oh, I guess I'll just steal that meat. Cle-. Maybe she planned on stumbling on a meat clear- cleaver sure. to steal. And like, but she had some plan in mind. I'm sure she probably had some level of planning of I'll take care of this. I'll do it if it doesn't yeah. come through this way because yeah how do you i mean you see little bits of her kind of planting the seeds right. of like what is that and you're like kind of like drawn almost like how magic works yeah right. where like you kind of draw people's attention to that one thing that you want to utilize later it kind of works that way except you know when people are on drugs you can kind of do most things yeah. to them if you want but you know i found that to be interesting yeah but the there were a few things with this movie that you know once you kind of find out the information at least that first part i felt makes sense that first rewind the yeah. first aha right i thought most things lined up if yeah. you if you kind of do it like you said the one thing kind of being like how what was her plan if this didn't occur that way how what if she didn't see bugs like right now like <laughs> if, if, if i know she tried to like do that with like she was like, oh, there's a bug right. on she was you. Like, trying to, by like, yeah. yeah, she's <laughs> trying to do those little things just to, to pick it up to like get that to get there. But, yeah. you know, it's kind of in the in the I'm the hallucinator right. to kind of get it to wherever it's going to be. Right. So, you know, 
in the suspense of disbelief version of the movie, Absolutely. yeah, totally, I could buy it. The the second time they rewind though is where things get a little bit iffy. What kind of forced me? Yeah, yeah. well, I don't bit. think they needed to use it to begin with. Like, I, I think that by doing the rewind, there was all it was like it was like oh this again. It did. It was cool right. the one time. I think using it twice is definitely a you know overuse, right? I mean, uh, to be honest, I just wanted to see more of that fight, that confrontation, but it still wasn't that much longer right. than when they did the rewind either. I thought it was going to be more of a moment. But I think the one thing that confuses me is if you go back to the talk that Elizabeth, well, Lizzie, uh, when she's sitting down with Stephen Weber and mm-hmm. Paloma and and all those that uh, you're sitting there and she's explaining what happened, how they found her and everything else. When they go back and they do the rewind to the conversation that they had on the side of the road, right. that doesn't line up with the story that she was feeding. Right. The, the two characters there. So uh, that's where I kind of got like, you can kind of <laughs> let it by the way she put it out there. Cause she was saying like, by the time she was off the drugs, but I don't, I don't yeah. know. She was I still mean, saying like, I guess maybe she was still feeling the effects when she was having that conversation. Right. But well, which one is it? Well, you don't remember stuff because you're on drugs or that it, you know, right. that, that's, that's where well, I thought I lost a little bit. You know, especially because it's immediately after that scene that they, they do their freaking Dutch tilt on steroids and like they <laughs> right. twist a little and then they just keep going all the way yes. around and you're like, oh, okay, I guess I guess some sick shit's going to follow this because if, yeah. if you're going to do a full freaking 360 over there, some yeah. sick shit better follow her. They're not letting you direct anything anymore. Like that's, I think right. that's a rule. I'm pretty sure. Like, Yeah. I know your guys taste now in, in horror or lack of horror, yeah. but did you guys, uh, what do you guys think of Allison Williams? Did you watch her in girls or did you see get out even though you're not into that? Like, or well, you are get obviously, out. but yeah, um, I didn't watch girls, but yeah, I, th- I thought uh, she was going to get out. I love get out in general. I thought it was a, a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. Totally like get out. I haven't seen us yet. Get out. I like, but, uh, yeah. I'm not sure, but I forgot she was in girls. Yeah. I only watched like maybe like the first season of that. My sister loved it. Yeah. Well, and the director here, the writer director, Richard Shepard, actually directed Allison in 12 separate uh, girls episodes oh, as well. Okay. So that's how they kind of knew each other. Uh, and, you know, I guess the, the backstory on this is that he went to Allison Williams first. Hmm. So that's, you know, because they have that backstory, that yeah. history. But the interesting thing is that it does kind of parallel nicely with Get Out. With yeah. have, having, like we were saying, a message movie. And I don't know. Uh, I mean, horror seems to do that pretty well mm. um, in terms of, you know, these type of movies. Like, even Us, uh, which I don't know if you've seen that yet. or I mean, yeah. Us, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, that's kind of Jordan Peele's follow-up still kind of using that same message. But you obviously, uh, Richard, you said that you read a lot of horror that you have seen a lot of horror that this seems to be the genre. If you're going to try to pull something like this off, like they, they kind of tilt it from like, it's not black swan. Yeah, it's right. not something towards two women who, who might make out or have sex with each other. will you know, try to also eat each other up in a different way. Uh, you know, this is obviously a different take on that, but it definitely does fit the horror thriller. Genre. Taste, taste of, I don't know if you saw it. She's just, uh, Suspiria. Yes. Yeah. The remake, the new one. I haven't seen the new one. I've oh, seen the old one, yeah, the Dario Argento. The new one. Yeah. Go home and watch the new one. Yeah. That is one movie like that. I mean, uh, Tommy worked to the music. So it's like a, it's one movie that is so hideous, so revolting, 
and at the same time, so extremely beautiful. Yeah. And it's one movie that, like, I have to turn my head. I, I watch it all the time, and I always turn my head in a couple parts because it is so right brutal. Yeah. But it, this kind of, you know, the ballet, that's ballet, this, you know, this is right. music. So they, they did kind of mirror each other in a, in a sure. way. But, yeah. Yeah. It seems the arts field definitely does lend sure. itself yeah. to these type yeah. of things. It gives it a nice tone. Because there's a competition a in arts that right. you guys know just by being in a band, like, I always laugh because I'm a comedian that like so many times, like probably two, three times a year, I find myself in some comedy competition, which it's right. so a subjective. It's a night by night thing that you guys know where it's <laughs> like, yeah, you do your best. You come, you hopefully have fans that come and support you, but you could be in a place in the middle of nowhere that nobody knows who you are and you're opening up for someone else and you feel like a, a stranger in the woods yeah. and, and you got to kind of, Fight for your life up there. You got to kind of try to bring the audience to you. Kind of like this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this, yeah. This weekend was a little scary starting off. That was great. Night, but yeah. yeah. It turned out great. Yeah. I mean, I my comment to Richie before we went on is like, I don't know. We might clear this room because the <laughs> first band that started was super traditional ska. Second band was like dub, very very dub, and okay. then we're going on third, and and that makes no sense whatsoever. Right. You know. So I'm looking, and they, they seem to like the first two bands. I'm like, guys, I don't know how this is gonna go. Right. Over. I was like. But, you know, worst case scenario, we had a nice live practice. You know, sure, best yeah. case scenario, win the crowd. And uh, about halfway through the first song, we won the crowd. And they were all up and jumping around by the second song. And so, oh, wow. That's good. Where was that? That was at uh, Otto's Shrunken Head. Oh, yeah. Uh, That's a fun yeah. venue in New York. Yeah. Yeah. My first time there. It's it's a cool spot. Yeah, it yeah. is. Totally. Yeah, no, a lot of comedy goes there. I'm very familiar with that, yeah. too. It's a very cool venue. But, yeah, I, I definitely feel like the arts kind of fits this mold though, because especially um, there's so many moments, especially being on the road where you have isolation, all these other things that breed horror all the time <laughs> where you just feel like, you know, I've done the road trip driving out to California or things like that yeah. to where it's like, I felt like I, literally in Texas, I was on like the side of the road trying to catch a nap off the highway. And I, I, as soon as I fell asleep for like five, 10 minutes, a horse came galloping almost yeah. jumped over my car and I fucking almost shit my pants like it was Texas Chainsaw Massacre was about to happen to me. And of course he's like, oh, it's just a horse. But even then I was like, that horse could have fucked up my yeah. whole ride. I'm going like nowhere. And then that's when the murderers come out. Right. Uh, especially because it was pitch black. There was no streetlights on underneath. Yeah, like, that, was, that was probably the plan. Well, I, had, I really had no choice, to be honest. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, this, out, this was North Texas. So, like, once I passed Amarillo, oh, it was like there's nothing yeah. until you get to basically New Mexico. And even New Mexico, it's mostly desert yeah. highway and you're not doing much there either so you know it, it was i was gonna die i was by yeah. myself yeah, was there were so many plan. moments where i was like and i'm in a civic with all my belongings i just have a target on my back to the horse fucked like, up the whole plan man i know someone, someone was pissed at that horse afterwards They're like <laughs> come know. on you were supposed to wreck it so we could come in and like sneak yeah. we rehearsed sneak this like, <laughs> hit your blocking horse jesus <laughs> exactly but so, all right. So we kind of like dance around. Let's let's kind of bottom line it, get into it a little mm -hmm. bit. So, Richie, we'll start with you. like. So, what did you think of this movie? Like, you're obviously you know steeped more in the horror. Like, where does this fall for you? What did you like about it and didn't like about it? I think I like I like the last act the best. The last act is, okay. what, is what really like made me like like it and yeah. draw my like I, I was you know I was digging it, digging it. I mean, like I said, the beginning, the, the vomit, the maggots, the shitting. <laughs> I mean, all this yeah. is kind of like not 
the hot lesbian sex. The, not for it, you. You know, that it, doesn't do that. Honestly, no, the can't hot, do it. It's not. <laughs> I, I like reading this stuff yeah. better than I like watching. This stuff. So your imagination takes over. Yeah, more. I think yeah. that's what it is. Yeah, but yeah, but then once that third act kicked in, I really enjoyed it. It was yeah. almost like an elegant "I spit on your grave" in a way. I could see it. Okay, like something like a classy "I spit in your grave" or something like that. Like <laughs> you don't hear that sentence very often. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But is there anything that you didn't like about it? I mean, you were saying, obviously, yeah, what you were saying was the, the, before the, that the, point. The, the vomit. I think, I don't know. I, I thought the cinematography was pretty good. I, like, I, yeah. I definitely liked it. It was great. Wonderfully acted. Um, well, that guy, uh, you'll see a lot in Netflix movies that usually people who have worked on Netflix things tend to show up a lot. Oh, and the same guy who shot this is a old pro shooting uh, that show Marco Polo and okay. Orange is the New Black. Oh, he okay. shot that movie Crazy Rich Asians that hit last year. Oh, really? So oh, he's okay. he's an old pro. Uh, I, I'm going to butcher his name because there's so many J's. Uh, <laughs> Vanja Zhurgin? Uh, Sounds plausible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if I showed it to you, I'd hope you would uh, think the same. <laughs> but you'll have to believe me on that one. But so, yeah. So, you know, obviously you have... Uh, the old stuff, and especially even uh, even the music, which I thought was really good as well, besides what was physically mm-hmm. played, um, which I thought that was halfway yeah. believable. Yeah. Like their cello playing and their yeah, finger work, I was like, ah, Could have okay. been worse. Yeah, I watch closely enough to still yeah. I wasn't watching their fingers, but... I was trying to, like, because I'm usually... Uh, it's an impressive feat if you kind of trick me it's that you, yeah, yeah. I think you're a professional yeah. musician when you're not. I remember I, I saw an interview uh, with Logan Browning, who played uh, Lizzie, they gave her a month before they started, and she literally just trained nonstop to try to learn how to play the cello. And I mean, that's impressive to to even give it the attempt, because a lot of people would be like, yeah, just cut away from me. I'm going to be god-awful. But I think they they seem to both take a realistic attempt. And in fact, she even said that she thought that her character was such a unicorn because being, you know, a black young female playing the cello, especially on an elite level that she sought out whenever she was taking lessons to get them from an, uh, an actually experienced black cellist. And I'm like, I'm like, and and apparently she found them. So I guess it's maybe not as rare as maybe she had thought, but, or, you know, she's just really good at Googling, which, you know, is also an impressive feat, (laughs) uh, especially when you only have a month to set that up. That's some organization skills that I, I, I don't have in my life. So that works for me, too. But so, Justin, what, what did you think of the movie? Like, obviously, you said that maybe this is not your first genre that you go for oh, straight no. out the gate. It's but pretty low know, on the list. Yeah. yeah. But is there something that you dug with this that? Uh, well, you know, yeah. Or, I, I, overall, I actually liked a, a lot of it. Actually, the, the, the last act wasn't my favorite part of it. But um. Because the, the the stuff that I really liked, I thought that there's like three or four times where they do a really good job of setting really clear expectations and then, right. and like I said, breaking them in a, in a you know a totally plausible way. Like, I, sure, I know there was the whole the whole black swan thing, but they really set them up in those first few interactions that that the yeah. two cellists have to really kind of be staring daggers at each other, and they're definitely like they're not super friendly and then oh right. i guess they're very friendly uh, you sure. know because they play and of course part of that's the whole music as sex metaphor they're going for yes. there right and that's why they chose that uh tango or whatever it was they're playing which is yeah, the the duet that the they duet, play early yeah, on right. yeah 
and they sort of do that a little bit right beforehand too with the when even when the kids are playing and then that's yes. when the the two the cheating parents get all turned on and she yes. has to walk over in front of her husband and grab the other guy's dick because that's real subtle yeah. you know <laughs> subtlety <laughs> I, i'm into it <laughs> um this movie basically moves like i don't know if you guys watch a lot of Brian De Palma. Brian De Palma is kind of like this guy who does a lot of very psychosexual stuff. Mm-hmm. And even on horror movies like Carrie, Carrie is him. Yeah, uh, he kind of has a certain thing that this movie kind of also Phantom does. Of Paradise. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's ultra sexual in most of his movies. And this mm-hmm. one isn't as, but that definitely right. that first act, they really pull that together Damn, to yeah. get where this movie is going. Um, and in fact, they also do this uh, camera trick that is also a signature of Brian De Palma's where I don't know if you guys noticed it, where like they'll they'll show someone really far away in a uh, far depth of field and then have somebody close, but they're both in focus. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's that's a camera trick that De Palma yeah. uses yeah. quite a bit yeah. that they kind of nodded to him yeah. as well because he makes these type of psychosexual thrillers that apparently they were trying to go for. Because this guy, uh, Richard Shepard, who wrote it and directed it, he doesn't have a big background in this stuff. Like, he just recently directed one of the new Twilight Zone episodes. Mm -hmm. But other than that, like, it's it's the girls' episodes. It's this movie Matador that I saw, like, seven years ago with uh, Pierce Brosnan uh, that's... Definitely not super similar, right? Super, super similar. Yeah, you know how matadors be. (laughs) Uh, All licking each other in the nighttime. Um, But, you know, that's... uh, But this is his first attempt at it before the Twilight Zone thing, and I Mm -hmm. I think he did a good job. At least, even if he's trying to to copy other people, which, you know, a lot of people do with their first, you know, kind of attempts at certain genres, I think he did a pretty good job. I, I I don't remember who this was. I don't know if it was Tom Waits or someone said this. Talking about how you develop your own style as a band, I'm, it's probably not Tom Waits, but he says <laughs> that like having an original style is trying to impersonate someone else and failing. Like that's yes. where that's where bands get their sound from. They they have someone they want to sound like, for sure, and then they kind of want to sound a little bit different, and then they you know wind up finding your own your own thing there, right? You know, and I think I think it's probably the same way in a lot of the arts, right? Yeah, painting I, I, certainly, like yeah, kind of emulating and then tweaking. You know, some of my favorite TED talks that I, I've I've watched or listened to uh, are about the ones more about the creative process kind of lean into those heavy where it's like the art of stealing is one of them. Like where basically it's like, there's been no original thought that, you know, through the ages, like it just recycles over a period. You'll even see that in most anything else, like even movies, for instance, or fashion, you see that a lot Mm -hmm. or music. Like right now you're seeing a lot of, it usually is a 30 year cycle. Right. So you're seeing right now a lot of that 80s like, style is still in fashion uh, as far as like, you know, tighter clothing or crop tops or, you or know, obviously pop, like all that or even big budget stuff. action movies right. like you, you're getting the comic book version now. But back then it was, you know, Schwarzenegger, Stallone right. and everybody else, which also, by the way, is still here because yeah, right. I just saw the new <laughs> Terminator trailer and the new Rambo, uh, new Rambo trailer. So Coming obviously right around the corner. <laughs> I, that would is. be amazing. No, it is. Wait, is that re- oh, yeah. As a movie project? Yeah, Schwarzenegger said online. With- that's happening. He's doing his uh, King Kong. What is it? Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, that's oh, yeah. amazing. That would be cool. Uh, I mean, obviously, he's it's a little cool, past the thing his prime. Is he, was yeah. appro- he was approached with it year after year, and he said no. And now that Disney has the rights, he's doing it. 
Fascinating. So I, I hope I'm gonna have to pass on it, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought actually against your movie politics. Yeah, they, they, they stole my Predator and Alien too, man. No more. Uh, yeah. There's so many franchises that are just it's it's like a like a band you really like, and then they just start sucking all of a sudden. Like they've just yeah, lost yeah. that prime that they were on. You go, oh. I don't want to do this anymore. And then it just kind of <laughs> slowly goes away. Not to like single anybody out, but I'm a big bad religion fan. And to see nice. like Greg Graffin playing like country Americana music after having failed bad religion albums is kind of like, Oh, okay. So I guess I'm, <laughs> I I'm getting that. older now. Yeah. Um, so it kind of gets to that point, but you know, obviously with this, you know, you're starting to see like horror movies kind of kicked in in like the late eighties, early nineties. So like we're getting that kind of buzz again, and fuck, we're seeing Child's Play redone. We're seeing right. uh, uh, more no, Halloween. Let's not talk about Child's Play being redone. <laughs> Child's Play is. Uh, no, no, let's, hey, no, let's talk about Child's Play being redone. Where else are you going to get this energy okay, out there? Right. <laughs> yeah. Child's Play, the movie's coming out and it's a reboot. The original creator was approached to be a co a producer, yes. co producer, and he said no. Right. They went and made the movie anyway. The real Child's Play with Brad Dourif being Chucky is a, is going to be a streaming service television series. Yeah, I heard so about that's that. the Child's Play that we all need to watch. Yeah. Or the original. But yeah. Mark Hamill, man. Mark and Hamill is such a good he villain. He will save it, and my kid's going to be out here, so I'm probably going to end up having to go see it. Right, later, right. But yeah. It's <laughs> tough, too, because they actually physically changed what he looks control, like. Well, no, what controls oh, Chucky. I get like uh, in the original Chucky, oh, it's more of like a demonic yeah, doll yeah, right. that is kind of of its own mind, and now it's and, like an AI thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, but I mean, that's the that's the demon of this era, right? right the demon is like yeah, the, the malevolent AI, sure, right? Yeah. It's the you know. <laughs> As a person who works in yeah, the computer field, definitely the demon. Else, 100% yeah. That's the, yeah. Yeah, the Toy Story little. Have you seen those like Chucky killing the Toy Story things? That's no. like part of their marketing campaign. Is it? Oh, yeah, really? He has like has like a knife with like the slinky dog and stuff, and they're totally playing with people oh, coming up. Awesome. And yeah, the same week they come out the same week. Oh yeah. Oh okay. So that is yeah, kill your competition, yeah. just like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> But so overall, I'm sorry, yeah. we kind of like, oh, yeah, well, so track off. I was talking about the, yeah, right, the subverting and that, you know, there's those times early on, the rewind, right, that, right. that sets it up. Um, you know, the same thing with the breaking, the house break in, and then, right. you know, the, the rewind there. That one I thought wasn't as good as the other ones, but right. I thought that, you know, there's like, uh, and then, yeah, three or four times towards the end too, where you know they're they're just kind of giving these little twists that I think were really well executed, right? And they were more like cool surprises than like cheap shit. You know what I mean? Sure. Like because a lot of times movies will will show you something that's like not just intentionally misleading, but ridiculously off the yeah. side misleading. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, but it was really that, and you're like, well, fuck you. You right. know, like yeah, come yeah. on, like I get it. But here, Horror, especially like and thrillers of this nature, if you don't oh, right. like the third act, it can really affect how you feel about the entire right. movie really fast. I'm, I'm, you know, even though by majority a lot of people really loved Us and and Get mm -hmm. Out in these movies, some people are like, oh, that's what it and can completely and flip on it. Yeah. I I heard I was listening to uh, my. Uh, they Love Satan podcast. They totally <laughs> yeah. spoil the end. They told they they talked about us, and I was like, "Oh, really?" Oh, without That's a spoiler what it's about? warning, kind of thing. Oh. What's that? Without like a spoiler warning. Yeah, or yeah, without a spoiler thing. warning. So I haven't like, seen it, so don't spoil no, it. For I won't. Me. But they totally <laughs> said what it's about. I'm like, oh, I guess I don't really want to watch this movie now. I'm going right. to watch it anyways. Sure. Jordan yeah. feels great, but yeah, yeah, yeah it's like I could have 
Yeah, it's, that's harsh. It. Especially, like, uh, obviously we just went through the cycle of, you know, Avengers Endgame and the Game of Thrones finale yeah. and all those things were, like, spoiler-heavy oh, things. Yeah. And, and I found it fascinating, like, when people spoil things or, you know, which one they chose to yeah. be live by the code and which one they were like, fuck you, I'm just going to open I, this up. I was honestly really amazed. I was, I was proud of my Facebook friends news feed because uh, Endgame didn't see, get spoiled for me. I, I, was I s- still haven't seen it. Still haven't seen a spoiler. Wow. Good like, for I you. mean, I, I know cool. like Endgame. Yeah. That's a no spoiler. No, I didn't see it. I, I mean, just the, see it, the, the I spoiled it at band practice. No, but that's not really a spoiler. No, really. That happens in the first ten minutes or something, right? It's like that's towards the start of the movie. But I don't know what you told them. But uh, yeah, doesn't you can live in that world yeah. where you're, it's not spoiled for you. <laughs> it's cool. not spoiled enough. Yeah, no. Uh, but you know, so Game of Thrones a little bit more. But I think it's more because people were like complaining about how awful it was, which was yeah, totally just, reasonable yeah. to me. I think people once they see it, like. Everybody tries to go see a movie opening weekend if it's a big thing, yeah. but when you know it's appointment viewing television, yeah. I think people are like, right. once they see it, they just can't control yeah, themselves. Yeah. So I think that got spoiled yeah. way more on the internet, especially when you're angry. Right. I think less people were angry at Endgame, so yeah. it's less of a spoiler right. nature. They, they kind of just kept to themselves. Yeah. But. By the way, we spoiled the shit, obviously, uh, about this movie. So oh, yeah. We should probably you. go back to the start and say, uh, you can't talk about this movie without spoiling the shit yeah. out of it. So. <laughs> I, I do an we, intro before the podcast. We spoil the final, the, final, the, that fi- the final shot. Well, but we're definitely going to because there's no yeah, way that I'm not going to talk yeah. about that. Yeah. There's, yeah. No, there's no way. <laughs> I love that. That made the movie for me. That, that made that, the movie for me. Oh, really? That made it, but I love that. that of, Super of, undercut it for me. Of whoever? I, do we want to? Are we? Are we going to jump there right now? Yeah, we can. Okay, all right. Yeah. We'll jump there right now. So, go ahead. Tell me why. You, tell me why you love it. I'll tell you why I hate it. No, 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 no. You're well, well, so just the. You talk about the final shot where he's well, here. I'll set it up. Yeah. So there, there's, there's two things I think in the end. The final, final thing we'll get to in a second. But one thing that I had in my mind that I'm curious whether you guys thought it was hokey or not. Mm-hmm. Either was. When they're about to attack her after they just had stabbed Paloma in the back and she falls on the ground and they're about to do it. This whole movie has been set up with like a fine arts, you know, professional setup stuff. And as soon as like, you know, a black chick who's on a revenge bed comes out, it's like, boom, let's lay down the rap track. She's she's like, like, (laughs) it's like, wait, what? We've been doing strings this whole time. It's a good thing she had that. Freaking forty-five of some rap tracks when they because you yeah. They, why is she wearing a hoodie all of a sudden too? Everything was so elegant <laughs> up to that point too. They're, like they're, he's still yeah. in a tux, right? Like, and I'm like, um, when did this turn? But into- they replaced an album on a record player. Why do they even have that album there? That doesn't make any sense yeah, at all. None, yeah. none of that made sense. I was just like, okay, you just like, want fine. that like mic drop music yeah. like to come in and do that, but. And especially like the way they they shot that scene where it could have been. A lot. I think it would have been a lot more intense if they didn't do like that just on Allison Williams yeah. headshot yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. to where like you're blocking most of the the action. Right. So I don't know if I just need to see that. Like I had the bloodlust going at that yeah. point, but like I kind of wanted to see you know Weber take on these two angry for good reason right. uh, women who want to see him dead, yeah. or I thought they wanted to see him dead. Because that's what we're going to next. <laughs> because the, the next thing, once they actually managed to subdue him, which I thought what they did to him was enough, putting, yeah. <laughs> putting the knives to your jugular and kind of bleeding the, out. Yeah, um, I thought I'm, that would have done it. I think so, especially because it happened not once, but twice. <laughs> 
And then she repeatedly hit him with what was that? A fireplace poker? It was like a fire poker. Yeah, but but I think she hit, I think she hits him four times there. Yeah, which I which is weird because are you supposed to? Is that when they're chopping off the? Is that what's going on there? Oh, I don't think so. That because like is that what you're damage. supposed to think? No. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> that looks like an art. Uh, no, I didn't like, think of that. Really? No, I, it's just weird because they do the four times, and I'm like, wait, was that supposed to be? Because that was a poker, not like an axe or something. I mean. Re- you're you're more of the person who works in uh, woodworkings and other kinds of like <laughs> design projects. That seems like a big project to get to where this goes because the guy is oh, yeah. he's armless. He's basically he's like what yeah. elbow up. He's he's you know, a, practically he's, and he's then the, the Ken doll that someone got in got yes, in torture. Yeah, yeah. Lopped off at the yes. knee. Yeah, he's a quadriplegic <laughs> basically, uh, and then also uh, his eyes know, and mouth. Yeah. Eyes and mouth. Was it eyes too? Eyes and mouth were both sewn shut. Sewn shut. And, the eyes, and, yep. and so, why is he there? Why did you keep I, him alive? They're, they're, why would for you that go? reason, because that's all you are is a stump. That's to sit there and suffer and suffer hear. by his ears weren't. Though, wait, she, but suffer right, by but the both by of hearing them the fantastically played. Right. Like that, that, that's not <laughs> yeah. suffering. Is that because? See this I, th- when they changed yeah. the album, that to me was like, all right. So they're really like, oh no, we're totally rejecting this whole classical world thing, right? That's I what get. I figured is what they're trying to say. Sure, like, maybe. oh, we're taking over now, fine. Yeah. But, but then they, they sit play down. Any more classical. That's that's out of. Well, but then they sit down and they're they're playing the freaking oh, cello right. together. You no, know, I didn't right. think of that. They're How playing they... it together. Also, oh, they're using... okay. Yeah, yeah. Let's and just of course, conveniently, yeah. if Allison Williams gets attacked, she has to get the the perfect arm uh, to compliment, yeah, yeah. okay. right. which again, I think the difference between either enjoying the third act or not is one of these like, okay, this is what this is. And you're like into it. Like yeah. you, you can accept the camp or the extremes yeah. or you can go, ah, oh, come on. And then completely tune out, which I got to tell you, I don't blame either side of that. <laughs> I'm, you know, I was into it enough, especially first viewing. I was into it enough to be like, okay. The last, last thing I was just like, I was a little eye rolly, but the the leading up to that I was fine. But because it was the last shot, it didn't affect me thoroughly. Yeah. Like to go back and be like, oh well, fuck this whole movie then. But it does obviously you. It's layered with cheese. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so I, I rolled my ass hard. Which let's let's roll back real quick because the sure. the hand that that gets chopped off, by the way, is the bow hand. There is no reason that they couldn't put an attachment on there that could hold a bow and she could still play. She yeah. can still use her left hand. That's oh, Lizzie, the one, you're talking Yeah, Lizzie. Yeah, yeah, the hand that she gets cut off. Yeah. So anyway, so like they're going back there and they're they're doing the two players, one cello thing, yes. which is a you know classic movie, yeah, of course. Yeah, two girls, one cello. It's my yeah. favorite YouTube video. <laughs> yeah. I like yeah. Right. It makes no sense. So they're playing this fantastic thing and he gets to sit there and listen to it. Why does he get to sit there and listen to it? It seems like they're giving him like a treat. It's uh, yeah. not torture. That's like, oh, and now you can't control us but we're amazing and you get to listen like not to mention this is a school right where it was not just paloma and these two dudes that they also took out by drugging well i think those were the only teachers but there's right. also the, the there's at least there's the but one there's other girl, but there's so many children. That, right. There's got to be a scene somewhere where they literally like open the door, like opening a cage, <laughs> just like go, go. It's, but they're these small children. But see, so you, but you're also lingering in the scene of the crime, right? With other people in the house. At at, at so there's certain things that if you just think about it too hard. No, it's okay. You're, you'll probably unravel and then it just It's absolutely it. okay. But in the moment, I think they, it's good. They've got this big house 
with a massive yard and a wall in Boston, in Boston like all course. the houses in yes. Boston are. Yeah, you know how everything's the tightest you've ever been in. <laughs> Especially, uh, they kind of showed it as downtown because yeah, right. <laughs> at, all, at least the exteriors that they're doing, like the the crane shot, whatever, like the or the drone shots, however they did it. All of them were nighttime downtown city, downtown, and then you're right, like, yeah. boom, right in this prestigious, this gated... Ten-acre... Right, yeah. <laughs> that does not exist that I'm aware of. No. It's a rich... Rich, your, your counterpoint. <laughs> I'm sorry, we kind of piled on. Wait, wait what yeah. is it? My, well, I was going to say, what you liked about that final scene. Oh, I don't know, just the imagery of it. I, the, the Stephen Weber sitting, I, just the imagery. Okay. Like, really, it was just the Stripping shot, him of like, his agency like, and all that. It, yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. It just... I found it fascinating that they still really, kept underwear on him. Yeah. yeah, you guys really watched this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, just mostly Stephen Webber's junk. Because I was like, you yeah. can't. It's a little blurry the first time. <laughs> so the second time, you got to say, can you get a look? I don't know. Gotta... Right. <laughs> maybe I don't, I don't think I'm the biggest Stephen Webber fan. And so maybe. Didn't grow up on Wings? I know, I did. I, I did. Like, in Wings, but oh, then, like, yeah. they, uh, much we'll call it remake, Shining remake. Oh, oh was that a, was that TV? Yeah, yeah, Only, yeah. I kind of I didn't like him in that. I think since mm-hmm. then I never really caught back on. I just kind of I like seeing him. You know, just seeing this asshole like that made me happy. Okay, seeing this dirtbag like to that, it just. But I thought he was it, pretty it was good in this. Yeah, no, no, his acting is fine. I'm not knocking that. It's just yeah. What's yeah. fascinating? Characters. I guess seeing him like that. Yeah. As another nice parallel, he was also in Single White Female, which is kind of like. Him and he was caught in like kind of the triangle right. of that as well. So I I don't know if again that's a nod in the casting or whether it was just like and I have this Stephen Weber. We can yeah, afford him, yeah. so uh, yeah, well, that too. Yeah, Netflix budget version. Yeah, we spent all our money on Allison Williams. <laughs> Which, by the way, shout out to Allison Williams, uh, born and raised New Canaan, Connecticut, oh, and, yeah. and a Yale that. grad, and. Man, does she have to hate her dad. For her choices in movies are fantastic. Because uh, she's always doing, to give her credit, she's always doing something that's forward-thinking right. and pro- progressive in some in message and tone. Um, but between the uh, anal sex scenes and girls and, you know, kind of how her heel turn and get out, and then certain scenes in this movie, I'm like, whew. Brian Williams must have been a terrible father. Because <laughs> yeah, it's just it's a old, old, bad old white men. Yeah, bad exactly. Yeah. In multiple ways. Well, we know he's a liar, at least. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how he is as a dad, but man, some of her choices, like, she just goes for it. And I appreciate it. That's cool. I mean, she's a smart woman. She graduated from Yale, too. So, yeah. you know, Connecticut pride as well. But, you know, uh, she, I, I appreciate her. I don't know if I fully loved her in this. Mm. I thought she was really good when it mattered. Yeah, absolutely. When the movie was more focused on her, I think she was at her best. When I think when it deviated where she was kind of in the, you know, kind of the background of the story where, like, they're kind of taking control of her in any way, I think that's where she was a little less believable for me. But still, it's a choice. I thought she was good, uh, and I think... As a as a for this movie in particular, I think she's a good choice, solid yeah. choice. I I was actually more fascinated with Logan Browning who played Lizzie. I hadn't seen her in anything because, uh, uh, and the only thing that I'm familiar with that she was in uh, is the Netflix show Dear White People, which apparently I didn't mm. get the letter. I didn't I didn't watch that show. Oh. Um, but should. she was also in the Bratz movie, which I'm sure you guys watch. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a while ago, but I'm sure you picked up on <laughs> yeah. that. But, you know, 
she kind of looks like a Brad style. Yeah. That's kind of fun. Yeah. But, you know, good for her. I thought she was really great for someone that I didn't know, didn't, you know, have like a read on. I thought she was really good. Yeah, but uh, sort of the flip side, though, I think some of the parts early on where it's really depending on her kind of selling, I thought she was a little less good than. You're talking about the freakouts? No, before the freakouts. The freakouts freak I thought were good. Yeah. No, I think. Uh, the part where uh, she's telling the story about the the cheating parents. I thought that right. felt a little forced. Right. Like maybe you're talking about that period like that, a little like bit. The, yeah, right around then and maybe yeah. just shortly afterwards. I, I mean, they were both doing a great job of playing up the first awkward interaction, right. mutual respect thing. Sure. But, but yeah, I think specifically around that and maybe the next scene afterwards or so. But okay. Like, um, and that, that's where I think it really mattered more to mm-hmm. set the impression of that character. Right. But um, I, overall, I think she's great in the movie as well. Yeah, I thought they definitely sold the relationship early. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's a little fast, but they do yeah. a pretty good job of at least setting up where they knew each other briefly, like had some kind of, you know, literal encounter. Passing, right? Yeah, literally has like a sliding doors moment. And, uh, you know, it, it, they at least have that to work on. Mm-hmm. But... They, they definitely, I thought, got the most that they could out of it. And obviously, they're very quick to having a romantic right. engagement as well. Um, but, you know, when it's these type of people who kind of never have had those experiences because you're, you know, a prodigy from a young mm-hmm. age and things, I bought it, at least as far as that I was didn't, I didn't buy the first time. You well, were my first. I didn't okay. buy it. Well, you shouldn't. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. On on first yeah. on first watch, I was like, oh, okay, sure. I mean that she was sheltered, I get it, maybe right. it makes sense. On second viewing, you're like, well, but she knows you're lying, right? right. Like like if oh, you both okay. know yeah. you both yeah. know yeah. what yeah. went on, yeah. right? Like okay. I, so it's true. Yeah. That I that because I did I did actually a little bit, I did watch it a second time really quickly because <laughs> I realized after the first time that I was like, oh, there's some things I want to talk about. So I did a quick like right. taking you know, just a couple minutes ago. Sure. Actually. Hey, man. And I I'm skipped over a lot. I appreciate the hustle, dude. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, the sec- like, that's, I think this movie on second watching is not as good as first watching. I agree. Because there's, there are definitely a few things where um, they do pull cheap things on you, but they can yeah. get away with it the first time through. Yeah. The second time through, you're like, ah, oh, come on now, you know? Well, especially because the first time through, and this happens a lot with suspense th- thrillers that have certain twists to them. Mm-hmm. They don't, have that kind of punch because you're just held by these people or these moments that are right. leading up to something that now you know what the payoff is. Right. So it kind of loses its luster. I mean, to be fair, and and this is the mark of a really good movie. I thought Get Out is better at re- rewatching because yeah. you can find small things that kind of like yeah. follow you on that maybe you didn't catch the first time. This movie is not that. This movie no. is kind of like pounding you over the head with the the message and kind of moving along based on the the suspense that they had which is fine which is fine it's fine i'm with it and especially uh it's an hour and a half it zips by it's netflix right there on your tv and you just bam watch it and and the first time i watched i was in a starbucks i watched the whole damn thing just on the (laughs) laptop and shout out to uh the starbucks who let me sit there for a couple hours um but i got a screen protector on there people like what the hell is this guy uh, yeah of course because for anyone obviously i hope you've seen the movie if you're tuning in but like yeah when that first sex scenes are going on i'm like oh that's a boob you know like one of those but i was like "Eh, it's starbucks we're all grown-ups here (laughs) <laughs> it's the daytime. I'm not exactly hanging out with the kids. He was, you know. 
He was actually at the library on the library computer yeah. watching yeah. it. With a box of tissues just yeah, to mess with people. I'm cold. I'm cold. <laughs> but there is one other nitpick that I'm curious what you guys, and it's very small, and then we can kind of wrap this up. But the wig at the end? Yeah. Did we so, need that? Well, the whole rest of the movie, we see yeah. how many times she gets her head shaved. I get it. You've well, been in the mental hospital recently. So there was a point to it, but I don't think it matters. The point it has was no punch. The whole point was, oh, but that was more recently than it seemed. I'm like, but, well, but again, she's doing it for his benefit. Right. What's that mean to yeah. him? It meant nothing because it. I, He's like you guys mentioned yeah, it. I yeah. was like, ah. Oh. I was like, oh, yeah, her yeah, hair totally is exactly. shorter. That's exactly yeah. what I would be going through. I was like, okay. Like, cool. Like, yeah. yeah, why does he care? <laughs> yeah. I, I think there's a decent chance that there could have been some things that hit the cutting room floor that made it matter more. Like I don't know. maybe maybe there was some scene. How they sped up the mental health part, I yeah, guess. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe I actually like that that they kind of did it in fits and spurts yeah, and whatever. Good. I was fine with that. And actually, the other thing that they did really well, I, I think, was 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 the way that they set up the flashback. Right. By in a lot of movies where you have a younger and older actor playing the same thing, you yes. can be a little confused, particularly when you've got this old guy who looks basically the same. Like yeah. it's not like they really aged him or made no, him look not younger, not substantially. Yeah. So I thought that the way that they had her sitting in the chair and they did the flash between the adult and the yes. child, her, yeah. and it's like, oh, okay, that reminds you who the characters are. Like sure. you know what? And it felt natural yeah. the way it was done because when they introduced the next scene I was like oh I know who she is and that's a really that was a really cool thing right. they did and I caught it um, but that's what I'm saying uh, for a 90 minute movie and the time compression pieces that they use I bu- I yeah. was fine you know there's nothing that really killed me there's just these little things sometimes I'm just like come on yeah all right, come on I wonder, you know, I wonder if there wasn't some scene when they were supposedly from when she was learning where it's like, oh, no, you have to have beautiful long hair to perform the music <laughs> right, or something. Yeah, like yeah. if it was supposed to be a like another sure. fuck you like putting on the, the hip hop album. Yeah. You know, I would have also liked to see them give him the music uh, note tattoo. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> to put it right on his nice little stumps. Right. Did you guys see it coming <laughs> when, at, at that once? Like the, the scene when uh, Lizzie, right? Yes. Yeah. When she walked in, in the end, and oh, she's with she's got the stump. Arm, with her she's arm got the stump. Stone, yes. Did you guys see the change? Did you guys see what was coming next? Or I was didn't that, see like, it coming. I didn't see it coming at all. But I have and to honestly, say, like, I got upset at that part when that was happening. Like that was that scene was disturbing to me. Well, what, it, which one? I don't know. Well, so she's her with the it's, arm. It's after. Oh after yeah. Well, up she's like, 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 that scene was getting to me, and I did not know what was coming next. But props. Props to her for some fantastically timed poison, man. Like she nailed <laughs> yes, the fucking yeah, timing yeah, on that yeah, shit. Yeah, like, they know, yeah, they know their drugs. <laughs> she uh, really both of them. That shit. Uh, maybe that was part of the training that they cut. Like you I said, guess. certain things hit the cutting room floor. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, they, they both know how to read labels it's, and how to detail <laughs> these things. And to be honest, that's I guess. Uh, but on a on a more serious note, as far as tidbits, uh, you know, little nitpick things. Did they really sh- show that as like the ritual? Really beforehand, as far as like drinking and doing the whole thing, because he really sells uh, no. it at that second, like yeah. right before it happens. Like, you know what our ritual is? Like, yeah. we gotta have yeah. the drink. Yeah. Like, but they didn't okay, ever uh, show that. No, we don't. Because <laughs> the only other time that they saw, they saw you saw the the new girl that the new yes, Asian girl, the, the young Asian um, sing one note there. Yes, uh, you but see, the mother's still there. Yeah, right, right, yeah. and then you see obviously the flashbacks, right. right. 
And but the, he's the only one that's in the room when she's playing that yeah. time. When she screws up, that's when he calls in the other two right. teachers. So there was no having a drink and like. So I'm like, like I, I wish I could audition for that role. Just yeah. hey, you have to look classy yet creepy when it matters most, right. yeah. and say nothing, nothing, yeah. and then know how to tie up a woman. I right. guess. I guess. Like, it's, and they didn't even show them doing that. So I'm like, Which, man, that's a good role. She's got a cello, man. Like, is she not going to fight back at all? Well, Swinging at someone, you know? Well, she what? She had the handcuffs around the ankles. She had her ankles but Her done. hands had to be free to play. To play. So, and she's got this cello, and then the next it cuts away. The next time you see him, yeah. she's already tied up, and then they hit some button that makes the walls move because that's their specially yeah. designed moving yes. wall tension. Rape I guess, chamber. yeah. I guess it used to be a game show. That yeah, they used right. to sit yeah. On there, and now it turned. But into, the cello's just yeah. gone. Like, yeah. you know, like it, it, does she not fight back at all? I don't uh, know. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, you know, there are things that you can kind of nitpick a little yeah. bit and just kind of like tear it apart, but. A 90-minute movie that caught my attention, that really moved well, I thought, uh, I, I'm on board. Yeah. And yeah. and I think, to be honest, I would sell this movie to someone who hasn't seen it, even if I think they might hate it. Because at least it is such a conversation piece, yeah. especially for, for given the fare of what's on, on Netflix right now, yeah. uh, not to, you know... Oh, fuck it. Slam other Netflix movies. I happen to catch the uh, Ali Wong Always Be My Maybe uh, romantic comedy that came out over the weekend. Boring as shit. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and just kind of dies, you know, and it's longer than this movie. And mm-hmm. there's not much going on. There's definitely not, you know, psychotic, you know, <laughs> a revenge plots yeah. going on. Uh, you know, it's just a lot of standard fare. I'd rather pick this movie over those things, you know, 10 times out of 10. So whether whether you think it's the greatest thing or not, I think uh, I think yeah. it fits the bill. If it, Basically, if you saw the trailer for this, you're going to be fine. I yeah. didn't see the trailer. I didn't see the trailer either. Because the trailer, basically, it, the first few minutes of it is that scene right before she chops her hand off. Oh, oh, you know what? I did actually. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. So basically, it just sets up when you want to see the movie like – does she do that? Where does this go? Yeah, that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. And and to be honest, they lean more into making you think that it's a black swan thing. Mm-hmm. And then obviously you get the twist of what this is, right. which I preferred. Yeah. I didn't want another retread idea. Right. Like, cause black swan's not that old. You have a lot of these movies that, you know, have women who, you know, are just kind of like biting at each other. Right. They exist to be jealous of each other. They exist to like, yeah, try and compete for some man's interest. And that's sort of the thing that they set up at the beginning of this too. Right. When he introduces her as his most prized protege or something like that. Right. So they're basically trying to set someone free versus trying to, you know, pin one versus another, which it easily could have been, but I'm glad that they did. Yeah. She does get over that whole hand chopping thing real quick, though. Yeah. She gets a couple kicks in, which I totally get. And a tase. And a tase. tase. That's true. But then she's like, and you're right. It's like, well, all right, I guess. Yeah, I guess that's where it's going. I I thought, like you said, when we did the second rewind, I think it loses some of its muster because I definitely wanted more 
ass kicking. I definitely wanted to feel yeah. that moment. I think that got pulled back. You a know, bit. I, I wonder. I did read that there was one scene that they added in after they'd done a couple screenings of it, and they oh, added really? it. They add. They said they added the scene because they didn't want to make it look too much like a white savior movie. So they, they yeah. added something in to strengthen um, Lizzie's character. character. Yeah, uh, which I, I wonder if that's the scene. I wonder if they didn't add that in there to make it her choice. Because if that scene's not there. Then it looks like mm-hmm. she changes her mind after um, they get back to the conservatory, and that's something that was, you know, Interesting. something that, that something else that happened in it. You know what I mean? Because to be for a good chunk from when she takes her from the house from Minnesota all the way to Boston, right, in your trunk. So yeah. you probably should have thought. I didn't think that until now. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's yeah, a I, fucking that's long a- ride in the <laughs> trunk. And it was freezing cold out, too. Oh, yeah. Well, not to mention those two particular areas never exactly balmy uh, at certain points. But, yeah, absolutely. I think there was snow on the ground. Maybe there was snow that uh, gated scene. Yeah, but (laughs) I can imagine that. See, that's the movie. All right. If we want to do a sequel or some offshoot of this, if Netflix is listening, I want to see the road trip. Just the movie road trip. It's, from it's like the, the bunny, house the bunny there. trip movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to see like almost like how uh, like that movie due date or like a plane streams and automobiles. Uh, I want to see a plane streams uh, and automobiles. Uh, get into the Greek. Where, yeah, yeah, exactly. Where it's like, oh god, how hard is it to get there? But we got to really sell this. <laughs> but alas, that probably won't happen. I but. Uh, overall, I think I think the movie is very good, and I think we we covered things pretty well. Thank you guys so much for doing this. Where you guys, obviously, uh, part of the reason why I had you guys on. Uh, besides, I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge Sergeant Skagnetti fan. Uh, I'm sure you've seen me at a few shows. Besides <laughs> the fact that I know you, um, you guys are a great band. I love the fact that you guys are together making new music again. Mm-hmm. And part of that is your your new show that you have coming up. Uh, and no worries brewing that's right uh where you're gonna unveil a new song and you get your own beer i i was so touched rich i, I saw your post uh about oh, like Facebook. yeah if, if you want to tell the story i was very moved by it by like uh, you know uh the the kind of the origin stories of of you know kind of like seeing someone get their own beer and kind of like I'm gonna do that. You like the band? We'll take it. We'll bring everybody down if I talk to. That's all right. No, I I think it's a great story. It's up to you. But I I was very touched by it. I I thought it was very cool, and especially you know to not even have the band together when you have these thoughts. Yeah, that that's impressive to me. Yeah. No, absolutely true. Uh, All right. So yeah. Sure. I guess like five years ago, I was at my friend Ron's house, and he had a a a Scott Brewing can sitting on his. dresser or whatever and it was a pie tasters can and i love scott Rooney, so i spent some time out in colorado and i'm just big on the power of attraction and i was like ron my band's gonna have their own beer one day and he laughed at me and because <laughs> you guys weren't even together like, no no <laughs> yeah my band wasn't even together yet and it's just it meant a lot like my band broke up in 2000 and i was like they broke my heart worse than any girl ever did when we broke up and you know i always wanted them back and so i just really kept putting it out there and uh, so when i saw that beer i was like my band's gonna have their own beer and just five years later here we are through, yeah here we are and uh yeah i mean i don't know there's a lot to it. i can't tell us no that's great no <laughs> but uh but even that that's amazing yeah. just the fact that you everybody believe in yourselves and believe in what you can do and you put it out there and it will happen because yeah and I'm glad it did because, you know, you guys have had a couple of songs put out so far. Mm-hmm. 
you know, a new revamped lineup with Justin involved now. Right. And Mike, Mike D. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, obviously, you know, it's working well. You guys are, are, are doing a lot of shows. You guys have this set up now where somebody is giving you yeah. your beer. Yeah, so that's an impressive, great. that's an impressive tale. I think you said that uh, only, at least as far as this state is concerned, that Hatebreed did this before. I believe only Hatebreed. I don't know Do you that know? Hatebreed did it, though. I think someone made a beer named after a Hatebreed. So I don't know if, it, I don't know if that's like an actual, like, co- I don't know if they were even involved so at all or not. might be the first As far as I know, yeah. Right. yeah. It just meant a lot to me because, like, like shows aren't back in the '90s. We play shows, and it was like a huge deal, and right. it, it's fizzled away. And I say in my post about social media and our i our phones and everything, and everyone's glued to them, and they've sure. lost that humanity in themselves. And just beer and music, they just they work well together. And right, especially the breweries are really doing a big job of kind of like picking up the mantle or some of these like just bar shows even when like the one-nighter shows kind of went away that they're kind of picking up the slack of taking music comedy for me like i have four shows this month and three of them are at breweries you gotta open up for us one of these days andrew like what's up with that hey man if you guys want to do a variety show with that i mean listen uh to be honest uh the night you guys came back essentially uh was unofficial uh, where it was oh. Thanksgiving Eve at the at the space ball. Actually, it wasn't even it wasn't space ballroom ball then. It was, it was the, just outer space outer still. Space, yeah. uh, you guys played the front room yeah. where it was kind of a hodgepodge. Before you guys got there, it was a comedy show. So that I was yeah, there for. So you yeah. technically opened yeah. for us. You so yeah, know. right on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Flood was. I wasn't even booked on the bill. Flood was like, "You so you're going to do stand up tonight, right?" I was like, "All right." <laughs> and, and you know so. You know, that night, technically, I was there to see you guys because Flood kind of was hinting at the fact that you guys were going to be there. So I was like, holy shit, I can't miss this. So I went and 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 yeah. So a lot of my friends were doing stand up up front. You guys were uh, closing out the back and then they did, uh, you know, the hardcore karaoke pylon, <laughs> whatever that Flood yep. does. And, you know, I got to do a bunch of screaming LTJ uh, songs <laughs> or what have you. And, uh, and yeah. it was an epic night. It was great. It was great to see you guys, and I'm glad you guys stuck with it. Yeah, um, yeah. So tell everybody about this, uh, about your new single, and where, when the show is, all that. Yeah, uh, we recorded a new single, Cultivation, also the name of the beer. We uh, Greg DePrasta recorded it down at Firehouse in New Haven. Great place. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, on June 15th, we're going to release. We're going to have a beer. We have uh, we have four packs of beer. I did the art on them. Um, and it's an IPA. It's an it's IPA. IPA. I have a course it's a gonna be a, a kind of easier drinking IPA at uh around six, I think Speaking they're looking for six percent they're looking for. Six point two uh six point two, targeting right around there. Yeah. Uh uh Citra Mosaic blend, you okay. know, uh you know, New England style IPA, cloudy, the, yeah. the type of stuff that they do well. So it should be a very tasty beer to drink. And if you come to the show, you'll get to drink it. Yes. And you yeah, so you have some home with you what, in four packs. When's the show? I was going to say, you have packages going on right now, yes, right we do. before and the show. There's probably, I don't know when you're going to get this out there, but you probably have like a little bit less than a week to get your pre-sales. And those pre-sales will guarantee you, uh, we got t-shirts, pint glasses. Everybody that shows up to the show is going to get a, a, a copy of the, the new tune, Cultivation. And we have a four pint packs glass. of beer. Well, they're yeah. gonna, everyone who comes out gets a pint glass. Gets a pint glass. A, a pint of the beer. Yes. A pint so your of first beer, pint so is paid for glass, yes. the show and the download card. So it's or really a great download. deal. It's almost free in a way. You're paying for your beer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, it's a bunch a, of goodies to take home. That's yeah. great. 
And that's um, that's on uh, June 15th at No Worries Brewing Company. Down in Hamden. And we got some great opening bands. We got the Sambonis. We got Zombie, Duddy Winehouse. DJ Mo Nichols is going to be spinning the whole night. Nice. And it's a nice. Yeah, because it starts early, right? It starts I mean, early, yeah. It's a 5 o'clock. We decided to make yeah. it more of a trying to go for a family. Make it a little easier you know? to get to. Yeah. Plus, you know, it's... If it, we're hoping it's a nice day, it'll be a good place to hang out. They got sure. the pierogi truck got down the there and stuff. Oh, yeah. nice! Yeah, yes. yeah. So it should be a lot of fun. Uh, it's a it's a pretty cheap thing, all, all things considered. When you look at the prices, even if you show up at the door. But if you pre-order, you can guarantee yourself a, a shirt or a four pack of the beer, or whatever it is that yeah. you're looking for. And, and and like I said in that post you're talking about, the big thing is that we want people to start getting out of your houses, getting off your phones, coming out to shows. And the, the beer and the music, I just think, is a solution to making this happen. So, right. like, show up to the show, not just for us, but nothing would make me happier if every friggin' band in Connecticut and every brewery just, that was the thing. You have a band? Great. We're, we have a beer for you. And right. it's like, yeah. let's make that the new thing. Let's, well, I tell you, I mean, uh, you know, obviously in music, maybe this is a little bit new, but what's nice is in comedy, they've started to do this, too. Yeah. Uh, Shout out to uh, my buddy Pat Boyle, who run, uh, runs at least a certain portion of uh, it's Cottrell Brewing. It's up in Pawkatuck, I believe, um, where they were doing monthly shows, and whoever was the headliner, they named a beer after them and, oh, and cool. did it's it so on the great. evening. Yeah. So it was yeah. a monthly show, and then so whoever had it, they did you know either like something with their name or something in that essence yeah. of what they do or like jokes they do. So it's it's a very cool concept, and I love it because you know the names of some of these beers are so arbitrary yeah. anyways, and they kind of just want to get them out. Right. Um, I remember when I was in college, I thought I had a brilliant idea with my wife. I swear this will be short, but I thought you know. Because when people get drunk, they clearly just want to order whatever the fuck. It doesn't matter what the name is. And I thought it would be fun because people get so hammered, especially in college, to name all them after animal sounds. So that way, when you had to order, (laughs) you had to say get ordered by animal sounds because you're so you're just a drunk idiot at that point. So you imagine some dude trying to go and order like a round of moo or whatever fucking. Sir, I can't tell. Is that a camel moo or a cow moo? (laughs) You gotta be specific. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. One hump or two. Yeah. Uh, but so, yeah. So I thought that was a fun idea. I thought it would make, like, just find, like, a new brewery and then just name all your, you know, after animal yeah, sounds. Well, I think it would crush, to be quite that's honest. Funny. We're all children. We're just trying yeah. to recapture something when we get drunk. Might as well go all yeah, the way back. Exactly. <laughs> I, I have to say, when Richie's talking about doing a thing and coming out of the show, that's not just so we can have a good show. I mean, like... I know I personally feel that the the older I get and the more things go on, like there's stuff going on, but like I get busy nights. I get, I get sure. things that I've done. It's like, you know what? Give me an excuse to go out a little early on Saturday, hang out, yeah. you know, and if I want to call an early night and come back, cool. Show's yeah. going to be over by 10. Or if you want to go out, you still early enough. You can go catch another show. Actually, I think there's a good show happening at like Cafe Nine that night or somewhere, but okay. if you want to go see another show afterwards, you can do that. You yeah. can go downtown, you can go to a bar, go wherever you want. But um, Sure. Uh, yeah, so this, cool this one starts at five. It's going to yeah. be five. It's going to be over by ten. Right. Yeah. Yep. And you guys are headlining for for one. Yeah. Because so every time well, I've seen you lately, to. it's kind of been mm-hmm. like, yeah. Well, right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. The beer after us. I think we have to. Yeah. But no, I, I've I've seen you guys a decent amount since you guys got back together. Yeah. And I think it's always been like, hey, come see us with this other band yeah. that was from that time period yeah. or something along those lines. So it'll be good. 
uh, to see you guys yeah. kind of maybe, I don't know, I was talking to Justin, maybe uh, throw out another tune that I haven't heard since you guys uh, there, there came back be. or something. I don't know. There, there might or at be least to hear something. the new, new songs. You'll so. hear the new you'll hear the new stuff. Yeah. There's, there's, there's some surprises. We, we, we got some surprises. We're, yeah. we'll, we'll take care of some fan. I don't think it was that. We'll take care of some fan favorites, maybe some things that we don't generally play. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I look forward to it, guys. I hope you you get a great turnout, and I I hope the beer is tremendous as well. You know, just as a person who's drinking, even while we do this podcast. So, <laughs> I appreciate you guys for doing this. Uh, everybody, go check that out. Where can they find you guys on social for at least either the band or those things? Uh, we are Facebook Sergeant Skagnetti, Twitter Sergeant Skag. Yeah, which, by the way, I apologize to you guys on behalf of my dumb friend, Sean, who, when you guys were broken up, all the new, like, on Instagram, he's Sergeant Skegnetti. Oh, is he? On, oh, yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. Because he, he loves you guys, and That's when you went away, he was like, oh, this will be safe. <laughs> So shout out to my buddy Sean, who literally took all probably all the things you've been looking for. Uh, he's the guy you're mad at. So shout out to Sean. Well, uh, let us know if anyone contacts you looking for a booking. <laughs> yeah, if he gets any mail, that like you guys, it's like an old house. Yeah, you guys, yeah, if you got any inquiries uh, for us to play a ska show, um, yeah. So definitely. So oh, I'm sorry, I totally cut yeah, that off. Uh, I thought it was a fun story. Facebook. <laughs> Uh, Twitter, Sergeant Skag, Instagram. I don't know which one it is. One of those. I think it's Sergeant Skag as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think most of them are Sergeant Skag. Start typing it, and it'll finish for you. It'll yeah, Yeah. you'll find it. There you go. And then obviously all the stuff's on Spotify, and there's a bunch of stuff on YouTube too that people uploaded over the years, including one of our uh, reunion shows. There's a bunch of that out there. Daniel Street is a pretty good. Well, I was gonna say I don't know. The Toad's Place. You know, I said this to Justin. My brother's band opened for you guys both reunion shows. Oh, uh, Slack Job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because it was their yeah, reunion was show awesome. too. Yeah, as well. yeah, yeah, I remember the industry of that one. Yeah, so Jerry, the big six foot five yeah. awesome. guy. That's my brother Jerry. It was a fun show. Right on the yeah. yeah, I appreciate you guys. Thank you guys for doing this. Thank and you, everybody. Thanks for having us. Thanks for doing it. Right on.